Hello, hunters, welcome back to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I am Mal Acevedo, joined as always by my amazing co-host, Emily Rose Jacobson. Hello! And Christian Humes! Let's do it. Let's get ready to UFC! We have our Season 3, Division 3 finale. One of these characters are going to go up in the finals to face off against either... Face off against our Division 4 winner... And then they might have a chance to face off against either Snoopy or Chris Turk for the whole season three, you know, finals. Yeah, let's do Pretty it. Crazy. Let's after get this, into it, guys. We got to pull from the bucket. It's been a minute since we did that. Yeah, bucket time. The squad is back. We all held hands with and you know uh, focus our our Saiyan energy to create a Saiyan God. Let's do this. Our first matchup. <laughs> That's a Dragon Ball Super. Anyways. <laughs> I uh, got it, but, you know. All right. First matchup is Steve Urkel versus Dr. Gregory House. All right. So we got two nerds. Super you know smart what? Yeah. doctors, you could say, because one is a very Jekyll Hyde situation. The other one is like a legit, he is his own Jekyll and Hyde. It isn't I would necessarily say that... like a turn, but it's like he is, he is, he's his own worst monster. Yeah, they both got the brains. I think that's a oh, watch. Yeah. I don't think one is smarter than the other. I mean, Urkel went to space. Uh, House has done crazy medical stuff. You know what I mean? I think they're both very yeah. smart. Well, okay. So here's something Here's something we got to think about, right? I. They're both analogs. You mentioned Jekyll Hyde. They're both, and this is something I think we discussed on their own episodes, but they're both analogs to older Lund- uh, English fiction. Oh, that's Dr. right. Jekyll we got Jekyll Hyde. Hyde. We got right. Sherlock. Yeah. Sherlock, right. Um, oh, oh yeah, Steve Urkel is interesting because he is—he's a side character becomes a main character. So you don't think of him as a side character, but like his whole identity revolves around his relationship with the Winslows, yeah. but not with like himself and his yeah. family. It's all with like because he's like really into like the daughter, but then he also does love that family, but like. We don't necessarily know a whole lot about his own as much. That's a good point. Right? But Yeah. And that that's actually not necessarily Rose. So there's a this is a similarity between them though, because House also like he basically like his family, his actual family is not a part of the story anymore. Like his parents are gone. Uh they were like emotionally or maybe possibly even physically abusive when he was younger. It's like they both like their family is like their external families their friends yeah you know it's very found family for their stories um but with steve's it's like well you gotta love me i'm your neighbor i'm gonna be around and with house his is different because like actually all these people think he's really smart and hate that he's self-destructive and they're always trying to like break into him and he's like trying to push out like steve's always being like i want to love you and i want to be a part of your family and house is like i don't want anyone i don't want to care about anyone i don't want attachments attachments are like weak they're like very different in how they engage with this family that like people are choosing to bring him into their family and he, and he doesn't want any part of it but steve is doing the opposite to this other family who is like you're an agent of chaos stop just coming in here unannounced <laughs> i will wow. say that i will say that like yeah you kind of look at these characters steve urkel started as an instigator he started as almost a caricature that was used to kind of bring drama into the Winslow home, who then, because of his nature, became a much more, like, fan favorite, became a much more permanent staple, so on and so on. But you got House, 
house TV show named after house. House there. The show does not exist without house. Family Matters could exist without Steve Urkel, but house can't exist without house. I think what you said earlier, I think what you said earlier too about about Urkel, is kind of his Achilles heel. That, you know, he's he's like just one, like he doesn't really have, like we don't really see him outside of the Winslows, right? You don't really get to see his own personal, I mean, we see his personal life, but like, like who is his like like what what is his like what's he like outside of the Winslows? He's a mad scientist. Yeah, he's a mad scientist, right? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird, right? Because he's beloved. He's but... the original blurred. Yeah, yeah, hundred. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna say something crazy. Ooh, I'm gonna say something crazy. Are you ready well, for this? I mean, Always. we're never gonna survive unless we get a little crazy, am so. Steve Urkel walked. So that Chris Turk could fly. Wow. Ah, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. Wow. It's interesting because that's Chris interesting. Turk has the cool of Stefan, but he, whenever he's with JD, he has the nerd of Steve Urkel. I mean, Chris Turk is also a blurred. Like, he's, he's, he's the smart, kind of nerdy black man. But it was also like he's got a huge heart and he learns and he grows. He's not just a side character. He's not just a sidekick. He is such a standalone character that helps make up Scrubs. I know we're bringing in another champion in here. Sure, sure. But I just had to, but like if, if Steve Urkel is going to go up against these next level folks, if we're going to elevate him to this final round, then to me it's like, I don't know. I don't know if he, if he makes the cut. This is interesting. I, honestly, on the face of this, if you ask me, like, without thinking about it, I would have probably been like, oh, Steve Urkel, he's so iconic. Like, House is like this curmudgeon guy. But actually, like, that's a really good point about, like, his limitations, right? Like, I think we actually could sit here and be like, oh, he's so sweet because he cares about them. And, like, the relationship between him and the family, that's so great. But actually, like, if he's not sort of being that, like, manic character, like, he's not being the Steve Urkel we like. And, I, and like, Greg, Gregory House is kind of nuts but he's also like at times he's like very quiet and at times yeah. he's like very talkative and at times at so every now and then like that like sweetness inside him breaks through but like he doesn't you know he's got that like candy center like as a harder out shell you got to get through to get to it but <laughs> I guess steve doesn't necessarily he has a lot of nuance is it like the sitcom problem i think it might be the sitcom problem i think he is very much like it's like the old sitcom problem yeah because yeah, i think it problem. got really refined like you know, I mean, the writing for like on Friends, for example, I think those characters are so fleshed out. I uh, mean, you still kind of have those, though. You just you definitely still have characters and friends kind of following the typical comedy stereotypes. I mean, you've got Himbo, Joey, Joey Fatone. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think Steve Urkel like, exists within this time capsule of like the '80s, late '80s, early '90s kind of sitcom. Which I mean, even. Uh, Full House. I was thinking about the sequel for some reason. Only the sequel's name. Fuller House. Mind. Yeah, it's like Full House. Um, even Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You kind of got like uh, you got you definitely have like almost the comedy sitcom kind of types in that show too. Is Kramer just white Steve Urkel sometimes? Like without like without the like you know like you mean like Kramer, the sidekick like- who like becomes like pretty prominent? Like yeah, like like and he just busts into the house unannounced. He like he doesn't necessarily have the smart of Steve Urkel, but he always has like a crazy plan he's coming up with. He has inventions all the time he's coming up with. It's like they made like a sort of like 
like psychotic Steve Urkel had stuck him into Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, I think that's just like I think that's a trope, and I think Steve Urkel, unfortunately, like while he, like we said, he does become a nuanced character, he does show these other kind of sides of himself. However, his character roots are based in that of like exaggerated character being an instigator for the family that matters. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we didn't. It's 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 always so interesting when we like don't have to do the comparisons as much because we're just like oh wait did we just find like a big flaw in this character mm-hmm. that we don't right. see in the other one and then it's like it's like gosh like i guess we can try and compare them but at this point like are we going to be able to look past this flaw i and mean who like, would you, who would you want to yeah. if you had to spend quarantine with someone who would you want to spend quarantine with it's tough <laughs> oh you know what i hate to say it but it would be house and i would also pick house i would he's also such pick a jerk. house i know yeah but like but I think you would just you would just keep to yourselves. I mean, that sounds that sounds great. You might yeah. bond you might bond over like maybe a TV show you're watching or something or oh I made food tonight oh you want some yeah sure. I think Ur- and then you have like Urkel. a moment you have like a moment but yeah. Also, if I got COVID, he would be like, I see the signs. <laughs> he would be like, yeah. <laughs> he diagnosed me like, yeah yeah I would definitely want to be in a house with a <laughs> quarantine with him. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that is. That's a great one. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unfortunately relevant now for yeah. our situation. Yeah. I think Steve is more iconic and I think he's like slightly, and he's more groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. But I think because he is such an analog to Jekyll and Hyde, and he's such an agent of chaos, he's just missing, he's missing like the character growth that House has. And of course, that just partially comes from like the mediums they're in. But like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, sometimes the medium is just going to limit you from maybe being the ultimate fictional character. It's true. We've seen Agreed. it happen in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I good. think we I think I'm ready to call that. Yep. Looks like we got a full house on this match and house is going to move on to the final round and sorry Urkel uh but you know, you got to go check on your family dude cuz family matters. Before the next match, really quick aside, um are you guys watching Lovecraft Country? Yeah, dude, that shows no! up. You got to add those characters. You got to watch it. I got to get it cuz it's on Hulu, right? H- uh, HBO Max. <laughs> oh, HBO Max. HBO. Okay. Yeah. Adam just Adam and I needed to sit down and watch it because we haven't been able to sit down. We've been unfortunately cobra tying it up before um, ah. before we put HBO Max on my PS4. Well, I'm watching HBO Max and I'm like, who is this woman? Why? Where do I recognize her from? Oh, and, Journey uh, uh, Smollett. Yeah. Yes. And I'm just like, I'm like, gosh, I can't. I'm like, she's really like, I'm like, oh, she's really attractive too. Like, I can't like, like, why do I recognize? her and so i go to imdb and i'm scrolling back i'm scrolling back like everything i see recently i'm like i haven't watched this i haven't watched this i haven't watched this she was like michelle tanner's best friend on full house she was that same little girl and she has like like the face like you see the face and you're like oh my god it's the exact same person i can't believe my brain like recognized that that's awesome that's That's pretty good you didn't see harley quinn emancipation harley quinn uh birds of prey yeah because she was she's a uh black canary i gotta watch that i gotta watch that uh, that one's fun. I've heard it's fun. I like that it, it lack it has color and it looks fun. The... I think Ewan McGregor in that movie is so funny. He's like his performance. Oh, I love is Ewan so McGregor. Wild. I didn't know he was in that. He's a bad guy. He's Black Mask. Ooh. All right. I definitely got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I like Ewan McGregor. Um, well, let's right. get into we get into this next matchup, guys. You know her as the the zombie loving, butt loving, unicorn loving girl, Tina Belcher. 
She likes zombies? <laughs> oh, she loves zombies. She had a, I, she had a dream I thought, of her. I thought you were introducing the next character, and I was like, what? Yeah, same. <laughs> and the next character is the daughter of the creator of Capsule Core. She also created the capsules um, that will, that she can throw and turn into, giants, into, into spaceships and, and stations and such. Uh, and she's the brains behind the Dragon Ball, uh, the, the, the operation. So I'm talking about Obulma... Who's like, I think a really important, important character in anime. She's like yeah, she OG. is. She's super interesting. Like, yeah, she's super interesting. These characters couldn't be farther apart, unlike the last two. But For they're real. also both really crucial and important female characters. I think in animated media, they are. Yeah. Which, which it's so, like I feel like some people probably think we sound like we're just like beating a, a drum here because we say that every time. But like, until recently, until the last decade, they were so few of these like leading women characters that the ones that are in the bucket it's like oh yeah this one was also because it's true because they were because yeah. there weren't a lot and now and that I there think... are more it's not like as groundbreaking but it's like most of these characters are gonna be a big deal that are women and i think like especially like with tina it's such like a like she's like a high schooler but not your typical female high schooler like speaking of like sitcoms a uh, full house you name it she isn't like she's a nerdy girl but she goes beyond that she is like the socially awkward trying to figure out herself and her body in this in this time and with along with her family and just kind of navigating those relationships and so many times you see you see you don't see female characters really get to explore that or really get to showcase that and i think that's why so many people love her is because we can all relate to like that level of awkwardness and weirdness that we all experience. Like we all had like weird things we were into when we were like in middle school and go and just trying to figure ourselves out or like our weird passions or trying to fit in with the popular kids, trying to find our friends, you name it. Tina, Tina, uh, kind of, Oh gosh, what is the word I'm looking for? Exemplifies that adolescence, like puberty. I feel like you think of puberty, you think of Tina Belcher. She looks like a real kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and, to me, like it makes her. I, I find her. I'm really interested in Tina. Like every episode when I go into Bob's Burgers, I think, oh, what's what's that going to happen to the, not just Tina but the kids? Like they think, the, I mean, all of them. They're all fantastic characters who they always start off in the base reality of the restaurant, and then it's like things just get just get blown out of proportion, hiding, hiding, hiding. Like I said, the last episode, like the, Bob's Burgers as a show, I think is like a perfect example of what the Herald should. Uh, is like what they want out of a herald out of like ucb or whatever like bob's burgers is a great like that is what like they want you know what i mean it's so well written it's so good anyways i can go on well so her character is so starkly different from bulma for that reason because the so and this is the thing with bulma that we're gonna have to try to limit it to an extent like the importance of her character because basically every main character in that story has some sort of like world global saving because totally. that's what that series is. It's yeah. you know it's a shonen series, so it's all about just like here are the main characters and they are gonna save the world. Every yeah. arc, um, it, I'm I'm not taking anything away from her by saying that, but also like it shouldn't. It, there's no way this conversation comes down to well, Bulma saved the world, no, and traveled no through way. time, and Tina makes burgers, and it's like in their respective universes. The things Tina has done to save their family business at times and their family is like the equivalent scale to Bulma, like traveling through time and doing things like that. So I think yeah. I think like there's like actually that's like the best way to approach it. It's like on the scale of 
the stories those characters are in. Mm-hmm. They've both kind of like peaked. Like they've both they they both really like rise to the occasion when they when they're tasked with it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I think I think yeah. Tina exemplifies puberty, where Bulma kind of almost exemplifies kind of growing up, falling in love, becoming going from kind of adolescent teenager kind of bratty on your own to she's still a powerhouse and she still kind of sticks to her guns but she becomes but a she's mom. like she becomes like she's so Vegeta's cool wife. like and so man like i think like I, cool. what i love about bulma is is like not <laughs> yeah she's cool as a character but like her personality like she's like i just love how she's portrayed like she's just really calming and, and like and, and calculated and you know, and and doesn't like get scared. Doesn't never. I only ever plays like damsel in distress or anything. Like she's just like, oh, you need that done? Sure, I got you. Boom. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's so. I think that's really cool. Um, but she's also so, got like a hot temper, which is great exactly. because I love I love female characters that aren't just like we're the I'm a badass and I'm also the smartest person in the room and that's how I'm gonna act. Like I love women that have flaws. I love women that have like, oh well I'm get, I'm hot tempered or in Tina's case, oh I'm so awkward. I'm gonna make everybody in the room also uncomfortable. Yeah. And Tina has a little bit of that hot temper because every now and then like something goes wrong and she just like she she pops. When she's really <laughs> passionate. It's like when you know it's like as a kid, of course like when something means a lot to you, even if it's something as stupid as like you know, as a kid, like, I don't know, like, like, like putting, making sure that like someone you like is, is at the exact spot. If they're not there, it's like the end of the world, you know, like that. I, I they, and Bob's Burgers does a really good job of heightening all of that to make it feel like it's such a, like, it's like, this is literally like the, the biggest deal ever. But like in retrospect, it's like, oh, it's not. But like when you were in that situation, it felt like that. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is so awesome. Yeah. Well, that's actually an interesting point because I do think I think the Dragon Ball series obviously uses the stakes to drive some of the emotional response because it's like, oh my god, I don't want my character that I love to die. Um, whereas Bob Burgers uses like the nuance of of how much you care about the family because yeah. like one of the the most obvious things they do is like this is a family that is like although he owns a restaurant, like they're scraping by all the time, and so like every little win they get. Like, you know how important it is to them. So it's like, please well, don't fail. Can't... Please don't fail. Please don't yeah, fail. Yeah. Like, like, like Tina's like, I got to get the, that, like the black garlic to him. Like if I don't get that to him, he's going to lose this burger contest. And then he's not going to get like the dishwasher we need or whatever it is. And then we're not going to be able to like, like, like he's, she's like, you know, our shop needs this. Um, it's, it's funny how that approach is different, but they kind of get the same result. You know, right. it's like for Bulma, it's like, okay, well, she's going to go and develop a time machine so that they could go back in time, accomplish this thing and then save their friends and keep them all from dying. And it's like, well, I don't want Goku to die. We just got him back. So it's like funny how they both, <laughs> they both. This, no, the stakes are, are like, high. Yeah. The stakes are high for both characters and both characters serve their story in a very high yeah. stakey situation, regardless of if it's saving the world or saving your father's business from failing. Yeah, yeah, we might need to just do some scenario style comparisons then, because I think I think that's good. I think we need to do that for these characters. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're so they they both carry so much similar. They're so like there's some great parallels. What I think is interesting though is neither one of them actually are the main character of the story. Yeah, agreed. You know, neither of them is like the the title character. Neither one's the main character. They're both characters in ensemble stories. So like, I bet if people were like, oh yeah, I like Bulma. Like, oh yeah, I like Tina. But then you start talking about it. They're like, yeah, this character's like awesome. Actually. Like there's a lot more going on here. Um, 
on the, like you know house and steve urkel are like you know like that's they are the show but right. tina mm-hmm. and bulma are part of the show and that's actually right. kind of amazing um i think it's probably not worth much saying here out of just how funny the scenario would be but i think in a fight i would actually say if they were the same age i think young tina would beat young bulma because young bulma wouldn't fight she would you know she, goku was there or krillin yeah. when they were little so like same age, I think Tina would win. But now old Bulma, I think would be like, no messing around. I've seen I've seen little demon children. Like if they got in the ring, Bulma, old Bulma, I think would just go right at her. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She's seen too much. To, she's like, she she feels like like old Bulma when she gets like serious. It kind of feels like I don't know. Just feels a little bit like Laurie or something from Halloween. Like she's seen stuff and like. Especially if she has <laughs> trunks, you you put you put her children in danger. You better watch out. You're you're more danger than her kids are. You put her kids in danger. Yeah. What do you think, Em? I think I think I think definitely. I mean, young Bulma was still kind of like she definitely was manipulative and she definitely was kind of like feisty and stuff. Yeah. I don't think she would win the fight. I think she'd put up a fight, but yeah. I think it'd be like her. I think it would be like her hot headedness as like a young kid that would get her kicked out of the fight, kind of like get her butt kicked. Yeah. Whereas I think, yeah, I definitely think older Bulma would be like, yeah, I'm going to take this girl down. <laughs> I'm not Tina's afraid. not someone who wants to fight, but she's scrappy and she's yeah. got like her two like crazy siblings. So like they kind of beat each other up. I feel like <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> this true. Yeah, man. Um, all right. Well, I mean, since you asked this question before, who would you rather be stuck in a quarantine with? Oh shoot! I kind of I, I hear think, me I out. Think, and I, I think, think. Oh, you first. <laughs> go for it, and go for it. I think Bulma. I was gonna say Tina. I'm like I'm was... gonna relate with like Bulma because like I think I could I it just I think it depends too on which Bulma kind of like we with what's so great about this character is we get to see her over the arc of her life. But I mean, pretty much for any age, Bulma, I think I'd be down with hanging out with like I don't definitely think Bulma probably would like my the stuff we like, you know. I, mean, I think like Tina would oh, be down super, for like, that's an interesting point. I'm a super, super chill. Nerdy. I'm a super, but she's also like this intelligent person. I'm also like just a chill lady, and I feel like I would chill and get along with Bulma, like definitely more than Chi-Chi. I think Chi-Chi's a little Chi-Chi's too high strung for me. Yeah. Uh, I think Bulma would be someone where it's like, yeah, let's open up a bottle of wine. Let's like let's just chill. Let's just talk. Oh, cool. You're gonna work on your plans. I'm gonna work on my stuff. Like that's just who I am. And so I think Tina would be cool to hang out with. But I think the charm of her awkwardness would wear over time if you were stuck in a quarantine. And, like, I think she can, I mean, too much Tina. I think there can be so, so much thing as too much Tina. I know we love her, but, like, if you were, That's I mean, so even her family, even her family gets a little too much Tina. To me, I, 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 I don't know. Because, like, for me, Tina is, like, because of her also being kind of an introvert, like, she, she i feel like we'd have space and but then like when she gets excited about something she get like real excited about it like and if i got excited about something she'd be excited that i'm excited for that thing you know and i feel like but then like i just feel like we'd have a good balance i don't know i don't know this, she'd be down to marathon the marvel movies i think bulma would want to like she, i think bulma might get bored dude because like there's no cheese man you know there's no gossip I feel, she's very like gossipy you know what i mean and in quarantine like there's not enough good gossip about. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about Trump again. Or we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the virus. Look, like, that's so. Bulma's old. a lady of science. She's gonna respect the quarantine and she's gonna stick with it. But like, I'm torn. That's I'm torn. 
on this right now in this specific scenario i'm torn because my first instinct was kind of like matt i'm like oh tina seems like she'd be more fun and i could relate to her better but actually emily's like i'm like oh yeah i could i could sit back and just have some wine with bulma like she'd be chill she'd be super chill and like tina would be a lot you're right like there is too much tina and then i'm like oh wait but i've also seen like bulma like be this like naggy woman to like vegeta like you didn't do this you didn't do that like like if i left the dishes in the sink or something like i feel like i'd hear about it like right away i don't know if i want to deal with that whereas tina would be like well i have to clean the dishes at the shop all the time who cares like it's just the kitchen blah, but blah, tina blah, blah, would blah. break the dishes <laughs> tina constantly... i know they both be annoying <laughs> i i, it's I tough. we, gotta move, it's we, a we tough need call. a different scenario we need a different scenario because oh, i yeah. think i think um you both raise good points on this and now I see I see why both would drive me crazy. <laughs> I would love it for the first little bit. And then I would just be like, all right, well, how much longer is this going <laughs> to... Is this quarantine over yet? Oh, boy. Um, all right. I would say let's talk about some... Let's Before we throw out any random scenarios, just mm-hmm. some of the things we've talked about before. And this is going to... It's, again... We're, we're not moving the needle, I think, because I'm going to throw one point to each. But, like, the obvious ones of, like, w- laugh factor and ship ability. It's like laugh factor's going to Tina. Ship ability's going to Bulma. Bulma can be funny. She does some funny stuff. Usually she's the butt of the joke. That's usually when they also make her, like, the naggy, irritating one. Uh, right. You know, they kind of use that trope for her. Um, and sometimes Tina is shippable with with her with her jimmy boy pesto. yeah with jimmy pesto or, or, any, or dude, any boy that any has boy good with butt. A butt yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, there you go so but neither one but definitely like the relationships bulma has with stuff i mean we're gonna talk ship ability that is a shift woman uh tina is a very funny very funny kid so i think that's a point in both their favors which is kind of unique that they that's definitely not a wash between them i think I understand. I didn't move the needle forward, but I'm just trying to. I'm just it's trying to tough. think about what they were talking. You know, so for they're me, they're evenly matched in different ways. For me, I think. For me, what I really like about Tina is that, and Bulma goes through all these two, but not nearly to the extent that Tina does. And what I mean is, like, just her emotional journey for like, she, like I've seen her do like be jealous, mad, sad, angry, scared, like. I've seen her have like all of those things uh, and, and go through those kinds of emotions. And, and Bulma, like I've seen her, I've seen her scared, but I don't know. I like never really like kind of sit in it. I don't know. Is that just me? No, I think she's definitely scared whenever it's like, whenever it gets to one of the big, those big multiple fight episodes where the fight is like drawn out over a long time where you get to oh, the, yeah. the height of those arcs right. where it's like, Vegeta's like possibly losing or like her kids or Trunks having to go do something. I think I I definitely from like I haven't rewatched Dragon Ball a ton, but from my my Toonami recollection days, um I definitely remember seeing scenes of Bulma like scared and scared for her family, uh scared well, we, for yeah, and her kids. Future Bulma is like super depressed. Yeah, and also every time like they had to go fight, especially if it was like Vegeta once they were together, it was like she didn't want him to go and she would get mad at him and not because like she's dumb and like, which is somehow like it would come off that way. Like she's just like this naggy woman keeping the guy from doing what he wants to do. But like, actually she's like, no, like I love you. Like you're my husband. And yeah. We have a I've kid seen together. this I don't want Goku you to die. thing. I've seen this Goku guy die and come back to life a bunch of times. I don't know if you can also do that. So like, 
yeah, yeah please you're like not only my husband like the father of our kids and a very important person in my life i i think they've both displayed like the full range of oh, what yeah. you can kind of see in a character i do see why you're saying that matt because i think it's i think it's easier to see that um and this is maybe a point in tina's favor it's easier to see that with tina just out of a relatability part just because tina is in a grounded universe right it's like it's yeah. just easier for people to relate to her like as like a kid watching this because you're like oh i went to school <laughs> like, yeah, right. i, I think, had to work with my parents i had to like i had to do you know but i'm such on the bulma train oh interesting but i do think that tina is one of the ultimate relatable characters mm. and that might give her a leg up mm. that's why I, that's that's kind of i was going with the emotional thing it's the, the word was relatability i was looking for I but, think um, I think thanks to the writers of Bob's Burgers, they have personified like the at the especially and and this is just for us too. This is namely like especially for like our generation that awkwardness in school. I'm sure other people in other generations felt it similar way in similar ways too, but like the especially like the modern day high school, middle school high school experience that kind of like the cusp of the technology generation. And just like all this stuff, like well, it doesn't have that Hollywood sheen. Like the characters mm -mm. aren't all like attractive; they're all actually like awkward and look like kids. Like yeah. for whatever reason, you see in depictions like both animated and live action, like high school kids, and they're always played by like twenty year olds. Yeah, and they always they're played look by like old, adults, and they're attractive. And actually, like you go look at down, real middle you know, school, like high school kids, and they're just, like, gross. Sam we're all Raimi. like, <laughs> we're all like awkward. Our bodies don't fit our heads yet. Like we have no style. Like their people are frumpy. Like it's just. That's what it's like. Like it, it's you know, and that's why those characters like look like that. They're all like they look like real people would be like, oh, they look kind of gross and ugly. But it's like, no, they just look normal and they don't look <laughs> they don't look perfect. You know, they're not they're not cleaned up to just like be attractive to. You. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure what episode we added this from, but we added it in a new category at some point. We added groove factor. Who's got the better grooves? I'm uh, guessing this is dancing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was like, oh, DJ. Oh no, I I think. I think, I, I don't think mm. I've seen Bulma dance. I think, but Tina's confident in her dancing. Even though it's bad, she like owns it. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't think this is, this is a deciding factor at all. I just, I just thought it was funny that it was on our list, to be honest with you. <laughs> there is no literally an episode Bulma called for, Bulma's for Dance Party. Oh. Is that Dragon Ball? Yeah, it's DBZ, Bulma's Dance Party, part one. Well, she doesn't really have very good moves. She's just kind of going back and forth, and everybody else is just clapping. <laughs> um, I would say, I would say, I would give that point to Tina in that her confidence is what makes her a good dancer. She is not afraid. She just goes for it. Yeah, I think I'm leaning. I mean, I started off really strong on Bulma because I think Bulma is such a great character and she's a awesome like lady. But I am leaning more towards Tina just due to like ultimate fictional character and especially that relatability factor i think is what puts tina ahead of bulma i i'm i'm with you em and i i i, I, I it's hard because these are both like really really great contenders and there's a reason why they're here at the finals uh but i think that like in order to go forward i think you need to have that she has that little bit of an edge just like a little sharper knife you know what i mean like ah what if think, that's Chris? where you two are going, um, I, I honestly, like, I think both characters are so strong that I haven't felt personally like it should go either way yet for me. Um, 
but I'm also like not opposed to going that way if that's the way you think we should head. I mean, I'm just having I'm having trouble coming up with anything that's really so defining between the two of them that's yeah. different that would really edge it. Other than other than maybe the fact that like Tina's more relatable, um, it's just I think I think from the surface, if you ask me, this is like earlier, if you ask me up front which would win, I think I would probably have guessed Bulma. So I think from the surface, Bulma may have had a larger impact on people growing up. It is such yeah, a large show, uh, and especially in anime as well and things like that. And like Tina does come from, although it's a show that's been on for many seasons and it's been very heavily watched by a lot of people, it's not like a thing people point to as like defining for them. But I bet for a lot of kids when they get older that grew up watching this on TV, you know, during weeknights, they're yeah. going to like be like, oh, I loved Bob's Burgers growing up. That was one of my favorite shows. Like I loved. So I bet that might be a thing. We just don't know. So I wouldn't want to give her that point. Um, that being said, like, I think I think maybe it might also to your point, Emily, earlier, I think it might be easier to to continue to make more examples out of Tina's representation for like uh, just, you know, um, Pen15. Have you watched the show I on Hulu? I have not. So, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, or have you watched but Sex Education premise. on Mm-mm. Netflix? So these are two shows that are about like kids also. And like it really feels like they're like kids and like just fumbling through that that time in their life. Um, Tina feels like the animated version of that that we've never had. And yeah. I, think, I think that's a good point. I think she might, it might be easier to, for her to, to move on. I think Bulma maybe would get eventually we'd be like okay well we we know she, she saved the world and this and that and like that was a big deal but like i'm with you yeah i'm i think we should do it i think you're right all right oh man okay oh well, that was the that's the upset of the episode in my opinion yeah it's tough i didn't i i thought bomo was gonna walk away from this one <laughs> this was a, i mean damn dude this is this was i i came into this one i looked at the four people before we started and i was like it feels like it's in the bag for Boma. That's what I honestly thought. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, well, I guess we're not gonna wish Boma back Next to time the bucket on Dragon Ball Z. That's good. That's good. Uh, will Boma come back and reclaim her spot? Maybe someone can put her back in the bucket. Yeah, she can get back in there. But not today. Tina's moving on to face House in our season three, division three finals. All right. Okay. They couldn't be more different, and they couldn't be more fleshed out. So, like, let's just talk about them. Um, I feel like I'm the only one that's seen every episode of House. I so I'll have to be the you got to be the house resource advocate. for that one. Uh, I'm not necessarily advocating for them, but I'm going to be the resource okay. for House. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because I don't since I didn't actually think either of these were gonna. I, I thought it was going to be Steve or Bulma, and Bulma was going to win. I don't actually have any kind of horse in this race right now um (laughs) i'm gonna say like off the bat house like is a larger character than than tina belcher um as far as like on a a fictional scale like popularity wise but i think tina is a more possibly like relatable or important character to some people than house will be whereas like like house is like an icon like sort of like he's very like oh it's dr house like you make jokes about him. So he yeah. has that like place in pop culture, whereas Tina, I think, has that place like in people's hearts. So I think they kind of wash out there on like relevance, just right. in different ways. You know? Yeah. It's like a house has been parodied in everything. 
But like Bob's Burgers isn't the kind of thing that like gets parodied. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking think- at the house wiki right now. And boy, howdy, this man has filed under so many character tropes or just been <laughs> in so many different tropes. Like, let's get here. Uh, the deadpan snarker. Oh, yeah. uh, dead person conversation. Disability is an excuse for jackassery. That's actually a mm. trope. Um, yes. yes. Dr. Jerk, evil laugh. Uh, oh, he has, he has a, a good, like, maniacal cackle. Functional addict. Yep. Uh, let's see. What else? Here? I see blue eyes. I let Gwen Stacy die. That is a trope, apparently. Jerk with a heart of jerk. Um, gosh, he follows all under. There's so many mean tropes that yeah. he is just like, I could not. Well, he's an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because we don't get a lot of them. Sad clown. Sad clown. Is he funny? Screw the money. I have rules. Screw the rules. I'm doing what's right. Two different tropes back to back. <laughs> is this, a, this is interesting because this is a. Slap, Does he seem conflicting kiss. with himself? <laughs> no, that, I mean that's that, so that's he's also so team Sherlock dad. Holmes. He's also team dad. He he's like Sherlock Holmes, right? In the books and everything else, like yeah. he was an addict and he was a jerk and he was unlikable. Well, like, yeah, that he was is... almost like this neurotic person that he couldn't relate to anyone on a level of because of his intellect. So right, he just gets now, frustrated. There are stories of Sherlock Holmes where he has a family and has relationships and stuff like that, but those are the lesser known ones. In fact, the upcoming Netflix series yeah. explores those stories of Sherlock Holmes. The Cavill. Um, and I then think... there's a great mouse detective, which boy howdy do I like that ship of Radican and Well, honestly, <laughs> and... I mean here's the here's why I think Have House that? does well and it's easy for House to win. Doctor Who is very Sherlock Holmesy in many ways. I'm so sorry. Pause the episode. Okay. Matt just says he ships uh, Basil and, and, Basil and, Radig- and Radigan. Did you? Okay. You got to look it up after because it's like they, because <laughs> they say people are like, oh, it's like there's so much tension between them. It's like two ex- exes like meeting each other. Well, you know like what I mean? It's like he's the Moriarty. He's like his, he's yeah. his enemy. Wait, yeah. the little chubby boy? No. No. That's, that's, no, that's, uh, that's his. Um, that's Watson. That's his yeah. lesson. I'm talking about uh, Basil, who's who's he's, Sherlock he's Holmes. He's talking about he's Radigan, which is the weirdly big, he's the bad Dorito-shaped, ma- like, yeah, mouth. He is oh. Radigan. Oh, he is no. Radigan. You don't know that ship? Oh, no. I do know All the right. ship. A, I didn't know you shipped it. B, oh, I think no. it's a fun I don't know. ship. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, that's an okay ship in my book. I'm like, I can see it, but like, I personally don't ship it. I, I mean, that's ship- a real bear cub scenario. I don't ship anybody <laughs> from that movie, really. <laughs> Right, right. Anyways, okay. Back to the episode. We've gotten over. Yeah. Even- see. Oh, oh look God. at that. Christian has pulled an image of the ship, and like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't Christian approve. Pulled of this. up some fan art. They are just two old flames. You know what I mean? Well, I don't that, like, disapprove of this, but I don't other. endorse this. <laughs> there's a lot better ships I, out there, but this maybe is this is my right. gex, guys. Let's this guess. is this is my gex, Christian. Let's. It certainly is. Uh, <laughs> I think it's fun. Anyways, <laughs> oh man, oh my um, I think it's fun. I'm gonna make you a shirt. That's gonna. I'm gonna make a shirt. I ship it. I ship. So, Basil. so Tina Belcher is is she in high school or is she in middle school? She's like 14, 13. Um, I, I think it's middle school. Wagstaff. Let me see. I have. I don't know. She's like eighth grade. Wagstaff. 
Oh man, that's a good trivia question. Is it middle or high? I know it's Wagstaff. She's she's uh after after episode six, she turns thirteen. Okay. Which is still middle school. Yeah. It's like eighth grade. Yeah, kind of on that cusp. Yeah, of, she's on the cusp. Uh, yeah. So all right. Think about the ship, dude. Just give it a thought. I'm thinking about it. I'm trying not to what think about it. What did you just say? You, I am said, you, see, you said I think it's good. It's fun. It's a fun ship. I think it's fun. Okay. Yeah. That's a whole other lens. Emily, to help movie. us get out of this conversation. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Well. Yeah. All right, look, we got to decide. Tina and House. Tina and House. I'm going to say right now, uh, what I really like about Tina, we, we, we talked about it briefly in the, in the Bulma sections, is the relatability, but also, like, she is this awkward person, and she, like, she, like, owns who she is. Like, she owns it, man. Like, she's, like, she's into butts. She likes zombies and, and, and fan fiction, and, and she, like, owns it. And I think that's so rad, man. That is. That is. But I, I will say... Uh, like to speak on behalf of House, his whole thing is like to show mental illness on TV and functioning mental illness. You know, like mental illness is always talked about being this invisible thing. And some people know like he's an addict, but like they're like, oh, well, he's this incredibly successful like diagnostics doctor who is the head of this operation. He's the like most well-known doctor. But like people are mostly oblivious to the fact that he is barely like making it through every day and he's a completely miserable person like and he has to lie to himself day in and day out to like get himself through like he is he is very well portraying and you know you brought up like oh is he contradictory that's like the point is like he is a hypocrite and like coming to terms with that is like the hardest thing for him to overcome and that's ultimately like the only way that he does like overcome and grow in the show but that's like a really hard thing that you don't see. And that's like what his character is. His character is all about like overcoming the internal adversity that people have that most people can't see. Whereas Tina's like, I already know myself. And that's like also like incredible. I love that confidence. But I think people don't I, always I, feel that way. You know, I'm definitely on your boat because I definitely think these characters are hallmarks for their own unique aspects. Like you say with House, kind of this, this, um, this great television example of like dealing with mental illness, but also dealing with addict dealing with kind of like these other aspects of your life and how it affects you in the workforce, how it affects your relationships and whatnot. Where Tina, it's constantly like how you're dealing with adolescence. Like, yeah, she may be confident in herself, but sometimes like that doesn't make her the most popular girl in school. That doesn't make her the favorite kid in the family. Right. Like she's still kind of she's bullied by kids at school. She's kind of bullied by her siblings. Yeah. Even her parents are sometimes kind of like, Oh okay. oh, okay, Tina. But I think I think her whole thing is where House teaches us about kind of mental health, uh, addiction, various like mental aspects. I think Tina teaches us about ourselves in adolescence and just remembering that like, yeah, those hurdles were really tough back in the day, but I can make through whatever I'm going through right now. Yeah, I think you're right. And actually, Matt, I think maybe you spoke too kindly of her because she actually lies to herself all the time like someone That's will be true. like oh do you do this and she's like oh yeah and then she's like what did i get myself into like she's like how do i do this oh yeah no, like putting herself in like problems and issues and like yeah friend she's like always kind line. of pretending to be someone else that other people might like so that she can get the things she wants but then she's not being herself and then she has to learn that lesson over and over not oh to yeah do that. when she became like a bad girl yeah yeah 
But that's good, though, that she doesn't do that. Because that's that's sort of like a bit of like what House does. That's like one of the better things that House does. She also does. And so I actually think that's like a point in her favor that she doesn't, that she's not like, I know who I am. It's more like, I think I know who I am, but then I'm always lying about who I am well, to it's make other it's people like, feel good. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I, I think you guys are, I think we're, we're nailing that because like, if you think about like going through high school, it's like, oh yeah, I think I'm an emo kid. And then like you try it out and you're like, oh, that didn't work. You know, it's like, oh yeah. Oh, I, but I love I, Taking Back Sunday. I do love Taking Back Sunday. Keep without the e <laughs> Oh my God. Any day. She said, don't, don't let it go to your head. Anyways, um, you find out about yourself. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like we're all still finding out about, out about ourselves. Like eventually right. it's tough. It's tough. Once because you I set think- yourself, you stop growing. Once you're like, this is who I am. And like, you stop questioning stuff. You stop growing. Yeah, man. It's yeah. Tough. It's tough. I, I think, think actually, Emily, kids, what you, so you brought up a thing earlier and this is actually something that like. It's weird because it's not necessarily part of the conversation, but it also is. And it's something we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. But like if we're looking at these characters, like we're saying one of these two characters could be the ultimate fictional character. Right. Which means they're also going to have to be other characters. And it's like not to use Chris Turk to decide House's fate yet again. But like if we put those two doctors up against one another, suddenly I think the weakness of House's... Um, flexibility of his character his character is so inflexible and that's because he is uh like meant to show what it's like for like addicts and people that have like bad mental health um it is just it's it's so he's so intractable at times like tina being this more like ebbing and flowing character i think makes her maybe a stronger character i don't know if house would be able to move to beat like if we were to put both doctors on the board I feel like there's maybe an argument to be had about Tina being this relatable, interesting young girl when we're going up against Turk. Like, they're really different people. But if we're like comparing doctor to doctor, I don't know. I don't think I don't think House has what it it, it takes. Which means like I don't know. Maybe Tina's actually the better character between the two because she is she is more versatile than House. Yeah. And what do you think? You look concerned. I'm leaning towards Tina here. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's tough. It's, it's because weird. I think she's the had, underdog, she's right? The underdog. In this whole episode. Oh, I, but yeah. I think this shows, it's constantly proven itself that, like, it's always surprised us. We're like, an I think, underdog adds, has a lot to say. For me, the ultimate fictional character, I think what really makes these these kind of finals exciting is that they're filled with unique characters. They're kind of filled with mm. different characters. Mm. I think there are a lot of medical shows out there. And I, you know what? I think Chris Turk is one of the best characters from those medical shows. Yeah. But Tina, Tina might give Turk a run for his money. I think Turk, I think house would absolutely get crushed by Turk. Yeah. I, think I, Tina, I do. I think Tina might give him a run for his money as she would any character. Cause she's a very unique character. Yeah. A little I bit think... more. It's a little bit more unique than house. I think the fact that she's so understated is yeah. actually what makes her so important. Because actually, if you look at Turk and and Snoopy is like the exception of this in a way, because Snoopy is this like icon. But like like Chris Turk and now like Tina, like these are characters that actually are really big and important, but they're not these like larger than life icons. It's like Snoopy is this sort of larger than life thing, and kind of like House is kind of this larger than life character. Like they're they're they can't be real, but like Chris Turk can be real. 
Tina could be real. Like some of the other characters that have moved on could be real. But like, that's kind of like why Steve Urkel lost because like the only things that were interesting about him were like these completely imaginary, <laughs> insane, you know, it's like he's literally turning into a, another person by taking like a drug that he made. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's making like some weird genetic moonshine in his basement. <laughs> yeah. I feel good about this. This was a hard one. This was a tough finals, but I feel like we've come to a conclusion. I'm 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 good with it too. It's completely I think I think this is the last person I would have expected to win this episode. Yeah. Same. I the all three of the other characters are icons respectively, and I think in some way that actually limited them. Huh. Wow. Well, if one like... of you would like to do the honors. <laughs> well, uh... Looks like this house is in escrow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and hold me closer, Tina Dancer Burger. The Tina Dancer Burger is moving on. Tina Belger has moved to the finals to face off against our Division 4 winner, who we'll find out later. Do you, does that make sense, the Tina Dancer Burger? Because they write it burgers on the on the thing every day. I and think. Then, you know, thanks, thanks. M, thanks, dude. Thanks, M. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to do something we haven't done for a while. I'm going to pull some characters. Does yeah. anyone want to add anywhere to the bucket? I definitely do, and I have a great person I'm going to add. I have been watching season two of The Boys, and let me tell you, oh. this is one of the most interesting and scary characters I've ever seen, and I want to add Homelander Jeez. to the bucket. Jeez. Nice, 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 nice. that is a great, great, interesting character. I need to watch this show. I feel Same. like I would love That's it. That's a show. I know. Me too. I was super not into it for the first like six or seven minutes. If it once you get past like like it's right around like ten fifteen minutes, something happens, and I was like, "Whoa, this is not the show I thought it was." I'm super into it now. Everything just changed and after the first episode's like pretty good, but after that, it's like every episode's it's great. Highly recommend you check that out. Hopefully, then he doesn't show up this season so that you guys have time to see it first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to add one. I would like to add. I don't know if he's in there yet, Christian, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd like to add the weird food monster from AMPM, Tungus. Oh my god, wait. What? Is, what? Is that the, is that the like, um, it looks like someone's like chin with a beard and like googly but it's eyes? Like, it's like all snacks. He's like a hot, he's like a bunch of snacks. Oh no, I'm thinking of the Quiznos monsters. Jeez. <laughs> the Quiznos guys. <laughs> Tungus. How do I spell this? It's T-U-N-G-U-S. Tungus. Okay. And he's like got a beard of like cheese, 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 Cheetos puffs. His like little dimples are like cookies. His smile is a hot dog. His nose is a cheeseburger. His hair is red vines. His eyebrows, I think, are Tootsie Rolls. His, his belly is made of donuts and more hot dogs, energy drinks. Jeez. And Wait, is this just a character in Bug Snacks? It sounds it like sounds a character like in Bug Snacks. sounds like it. You'd think. Yeah. yeah. So let's add Tungus into the bucket. All right. I didn't know he had a name. Yeah. Did I spell it? Oh, it's Tomgis. Excuse me. T-O-O-M-G-I-S. I spelled it Why wrong. is that his name? Like, that doesn't make me feel like I want a snack at all. Oh, well, because Tomgis is according to... And we'll get into it more in the episode when he comes up. According to AMPM, it's an acronym for too much good stuff. What? Somehow. <laughs> and Emily? Um, yes. So I have been 
playing through Ghost of Tsushima so far. My oh. game, so far my game of the year, but that's a whole other conversation. But um, I would love to add Lady Masako to the bucket. One of the best female, like older female characters in video gaming. I love her to death. She's a very complex and flawed woman. And I love seeing awesome, badass, older female characters represented. We, all, we always get a lot of young, kind of attractive or just younger, viable female characters in gaming. And I always like to highlight when we have like, just as we have like a lot of older dude characters, we always don't have a ton of older women characters that really stand their ground. And she's definitely one of those characters. Yeah. I, I really like that game. That was a great game. So that's a good ad. Let him ask and then did, did we add Kamala Khan? Has she been added to I, the Oh, bucket? yeah. I added her. Okay. We did last week. That's right. Or like a few or weeks ago. a while ago. ago. Yeah. Great. That's great. All right. So. I just beat. I'm about to beat that game. So that's why. There are 16 characters remaining this season. I have the next four. We are on the final round. Are you ready? I am. First up. First up. Thanks to the bonus episode Matt and I did earlier this season, Sheldon Cooper was added to the bucket, and oh he my. is coming out, coming out swinging. Dang. Next, next episode, going up against Shadow the Dog from Homeward Bound. No, I got so excited for a second. Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> I thought it was my favorite hedgehog. Maria. <laughs> the Chaos Emeralds. Um, and then... It's going to be Clarissa from Clarissa Explains It All going up against, could I be the fourth character this season? Chandler Bing from Friends. Whoa. So we got two, actually two big sitcom characters. Totally. And from more modern sitcoms where uh, they actually go through quite a bit more. So there will actually be, I'm going to have to read up on my Coops. I'm going to have to read up on my Sheldon Coops before next week. Uh, yeah that's it well guys what a division thank you guys for all of your support remember if you would like to add someone to the bucket or have an episode a bonus episode idea please leave us a review on itunes and we will make sure to add that character uh or that idea for a future episode and maybe yeah, if and- you leave a review and you, i don't care if you write like 10 names i'll put them all in you just gotta <laughs> drop five stars you drop five stars you can put 10 names go for it absolutely do it. add it to this bucket do it do it do it do it, uh, do it. You are that at the Matt Acevedo. You are at Frank underscore Emily. I'm at Christian underscore Humes. Our details are all in the show notes. So that's the easiest way to get at us. And we have a channel in the unranked Discord, which is all in the show notes. Um, see you guys for the next division. Seriously, ah! look up, look up that uh, shit. <laughs>